0: Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt.
1: And Jake here.
0: Anyway, I think we'll just dive right into who are the Pharisees. Right. So, and we do appreciate that you are here today, and we ask that you would please share this with someone that uh, might find it interesting. And um,
1: and then subscribe, give yeah. it a thumbs up, and hit the notification bell thing that everyone does, and yeah, hopefully the algorithms will be in our favor.
0: Yep. Yep. Alright, so Jake, who are the Pharisees? Well,
1: hopefully by the end of this we'll all have some Maybe yeah.
0: we'll know. So the first part of this, we're gonna talk about the background of the Pharisees. So okay. Part one begins now.
1: It's a good place to begin
0: at part yep, one. Gotta start somewhere. All right, Jake.
1: So describe the rules of the Pharisees as laid out in Torah. Alright, so we're, this is, we're going to say that Torah has a bunch of verses, possibly, that tell us how the Pharisees should uh, should uh, do their thing, right?
0: Yeah, uh, laying out uh, who how to be a Pharisee and what you're supposed to do. Okay. So that should be really clear and easy to see in Scripture.
1: Right, so let's see it.
0: So, okay. There it is. So, so if you f-
1: go to your Torah, you won't find uh, the Pharisees running around in there.
0: Is mm-hmm. that what you're saying? Yep. Okay. Yep. So you're not going to find anything to back up on um, how to be a Pharisee and qualifications to be a Pharisee. Those things aren't there.
1: It's almost oh. like it came later than,
0: yeah. than that. it came later. So, so that's a good thing to establish, and so, not everyone may know that. Not everyone may understand that. And I think that's kind of how we got here is we were thinking those same things and thought, well, you might think it too. So this, once again, Sabbath Lounge is kind of a reflection of things that we study and we find interesting. So during the course of time, the uh, priesthood had kind of lost its way during the second temple and there was a void in leadership. And something that we talk about in our fellowship a lot is not only was there a void in leadership but the people the commoner if you will he he and she they didn't know the torah well enough to uh, to to call it into check and they they could have called uh called their leaders in account and could have held them accountable but they they didn't know the torah either so right. they couldn't keep them in check
1: so outside of the priesthood was Uh, rulers of the families, essentially leaders of the families. And then behind that is the people. Um, So yeah, uh, not holding the people to account and you get the leadership that you uh, deserve, basically. Yeah, I think maybe we find ourselves in similar situations today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's easy to pick on the priesthood and pick on these guys and yeah,
1: put it all on their feet uh,
0: but, but but uh but i don't think that's always fair because you know in essence through time all of these families should have known torah and they should have taught it to their children and they should have been like wait a minute that's not right especially like when you see david and they carry the ark and they do all of that the wrong way <laughs> right. you know it's like they it's like They didn't do anything hardly the right way. Oh, you touched
1: it and you died. Yeah. And And we're surprised about it. You
0: had it on an ox and a cart, you know, just, just long, this long list of things that they they, they didn't know. And, um, so yeah, there is a burden and there's always been a burden on us to know. Yeah. And we can't just go, well, the leadership didn't tell me it's all their fault.
1: Yeah. And I think there, this way systems are built up now. It's a lot of that. It's trust the experts. You see it in uh, secular places also with trust the science and all that stuff. Mm -hmm, And, -hmm. um, you know, the science. Um, But it's also the way churches tend to be set up is people just go and listen to the pastor. And what he says is what all I need to know. So,
0: yeah. Well, and if you if you click on this link here, this will take you to more information about um, kind of what happens at the Maccabean Revolt, and that's kind of where this uh, Pharisee movement kind of begins, as uh, they kind of rise up during this void in leadership and kind of take charge. So, but uh, yeah, feel free to click on that link and check it out. So, Jake, uh, let's. Would you read this scripture, Ezekiel ten eighteen? Sure.
1: Then the glory of Yahweh left the temple's entrance and stood over the angels.
0: And Jake, wouldn't you say most of our audience and most of us understand that the spirit of Yah had left the temple at some point?
1: Right. Yeah. So this would be the second temple. um, And then that doesn't really return until Messiah is in the flesh, right?
0: Yeah. Until he's there. And then, of course, he's there.
1: So, right, he's he's there. Yeah.
0: So, and then and then he leaves, and uh, it doesn't appear that he ever came back there. Right. So, so that's all interesting as well. Well, and we
1: would say that uh, we're the temple, right?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's this book called "The History of the Hebrew Commonwealth." by Bailey and Kent, and we put a link to it there, and this is a quote. So, Jake, would you read this quote from the book?
1: Henceforth, the Pharisees played a leading part in Jewish life. In politics, they were conservative, believing that the policy of expansion and of alliance with heathen nations was really disloyalty to Jehovah. In religion, they were progressives, holding that the ancient sacred law must be interpreted and applied to new questions as they arise in everyday life. And that the new interpretations and applications are of equal authority with the law itself.
0: All right. So, why did we emphasize equal?
1: Uh, Because um, there's the thought would be that there isn't necessarily anything wrong with developing ways of understanding what scripture is saying. But when you start making that understanding in those you know, uh, guardrails, if you will, e- equal to the law. You bring it, you elevate that to the status of the law, and start judging people by it. Now you're into, uh, now you're into territories where you're violating commands of "do not add to or take mm. away from the law."
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Well, and I think something interesting too. I think if you ask the man on the street out there or the woman on the street, uh, are the Pharisees conservative or liberal? Well, first off. That's not a fair question. We understand that. So don't be like, you can't ask that. (laughs) We get that that didn't exist uh, during the Pharisee time.
1: Yeah, the way that, uh, you know, the American kind of divide on that works.
0: So, but in, in our understanding of conservative and liberalism today, most people would think they were conservative. Yeah and And I think that you know that then depends on who are you comparing them to. But as far as Jewish sex, sex sex, that's hard to say without saying other things there, but <laughs> I used to Family get, show. Man. I definitely got giggles when I was in uh, junior high with that when when that came up in a class one time. So <laughs> I definitely got some giggles. Good. and thought it was pretty funny. yeah, myself probably still do. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, so with that, uh, you know, amongst themselves, they would be considered progressive and they'd be considered the people, the, the party of the people. And we'll go into that a little bit more. Yeah. I
1: think, uh, interesting is, I think if you, if I think back to, uh, my church upbringing, I would say that, um, and and the way that I see Christianity talk about the, the Pharisees now, I would think that they would assume them to be quite conservative to a fault. Like they're going back to the old ways and that's done away with or, you know, it's everything new now because Messiah is here. So they were stuck in their old traditions and the old ways. Um, and that would be the conservative aspect of it. Yeah. But in this, he's saying that their religion was actually progressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's go So the the
1: conservative part, is sorry, um, not to beat a dead horse, but so the conservative part, they were conservative in politics. They did want to stick to the traditions they were used to, but in the, uh, religion aspect, they were progressive in that they were elevating these new laws to the authority of Torah
0: yeah yeah and he goes on to state that the Pharisees are the party of the people just like we said in politics conservative and religion progressive right so so
1: uh, go ahead uh,
0: okay. once again from the history of the Hebrew Commonwealth
1: right and another interesting Commonwealth is Pennsylvania yes Com- Commonwealth of Pennsylvania yes for those That's who don't know
0: very common. And then he goes on to say they were the true representatives of Judaism and their principles are still the foundation of the Orthodox Jewish, Jewish faith. So, Jake, anything interesting about that statement in itself?
1: Yeah, I think uh, a lot of times in, uh, again, from the, the church perspective, I would consider Judaism, and I've heard this mentioned before by others too, would be like Judaism was the like original faith and then messiah comes and it morphs into christianity which is the new faith and judaism is now past, yes or should be you know that's kind of the church perspective of it but i think our perspective would be that judaism was a uh, especially the way the pharisees were running it was a false religion of the day also
0: yeah it usurped Yah's authority yeah when they put themselves in positions which it goes back to that first slide there's you know there's no office of a pharisee it's you can't find this in scripture it
1: was competing competing religion essentially
0: yeah yeah and um yeah they seem to be people who enjoyed uh the power and the prestige yeah but they weren't the only ones and we'll look at that. So there's this other book by Brad Young, Meet the Rabbis. And what did it say, Jake?
1: It says, those two groups were the Pharisees who soon evolved into the rabbis and the early Christian community.
0: So let's back up a second. When he says two groups, we're talking about the Pharisees and the
1: Sadducees.
0: Sadducees. And something that uh, we noticed about the Sadducees is they were the rich class. They were the ruling class. They were the people with lots of money and they were very much about the status quo. They didn't want to change things, where the Pharisees were more of the people the party of the people.
1: Yeah. So the Sadducees would be like what, like landowners and that kind yeah. of thing?
0: Yeah. They were the wealthy one percenters. And then the Pharisees were the the commoners, the I don't know what 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 didn't some politician co- have some name for the commoners like bourgeoisie yeah maybe maybe in <laughs> the proletariat so I was thinking like
1: uh, <laughs> yeah it was your favorite uh, politician right call
0: that's
1: right if you know what we're talking about put it in the comments
0: yeah <laughs> and then another person who wrote of the Pharisees is Josephus. what did Josephus say here, Jake? And this comes from Ant- Antiquities of the Jews. And uh, that's a very common book. You can find that. But if you've never read that, that's, a, that's an interesting book to kind of read through as well.
1: Right. So Pharisees have delivered to the people a great many observances by succession from their fathers, which are not written in the laws of Moses. And for that reason... It is that the Sadducees reject them and say that we are to esteem those observances to be obligatory, which are in the written word, but are not to observe what are derived from the tradition of our forefathers. And concerning these things, it is that great disputes and differences have arisen among them. While the Sadducees are able to persuade none but the rich and have not the populace obsequious to them, but the Pharisees have the multitude on their side. But about these two sects, And that of the Essenes I have treated accurately in the second book of Jewish affairs.
0: Okay, so he emphasized which are not written in the laws of Moses.
1: Yeah, so it seems like the Sadducees were uh, interested in adhering to the laws of Moses more so than the Pharisees, but they just didn't have the same audience. They could not Mm -hmm. uh, persuade people. Now, they had their faults also. But there is this difference between them.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why it's fair to say that um, the Pharisees were the party of the people, and they were the progressives and the Sadducees are more conservative. And, and and it doesn't I don't know that I read this anywhere, but I think it could probably be implied and you know possibly I don't know if the Sadducees are older too that would be interesting. if anybody knows that I, I would be curious about that, but yeah. I didn't find anything about that,
1: but yeah, as you're saying though, it's um when we're using the terms conservative and progressive, so conservative in the fact that they want to stick with the old ways, you know the yeah. The ways of antiquity, the, the old paths, mm-hmm. the ancient paths. It's the it, way that's my
0: it. father did it, and his father too. When it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me.
1: Yeah, and they didn't like that the Pharisees were trying to add things to it. That would be the progressive nature of the, the Pharisees then.
0: Yeah. Okay, very good. All right, and then Amos. Uh,
1: I hate, this is chapter 5, 21 to 24. I hate, I despise your feast days. And I will not smell in your solemn assemblies, though you offer me burnt offerings and your meat offerings, I will not accept them. Neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beasts. Take thou away from me the noise of thy songs, for I will not hear the melody of thy viols. but let judgment run down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. Hmm. So how do you think this uh, applies to the Pharisees?
0: Well, um Pharisees didn't exist at Amos five twenty one, did they? I don't think so. So um, this is before the Pharisees, but this shows you the state the state of the rabbinic or I guess this is before rabbinic, but the Levitical priesthood right. um was not in good shape, if this is what he says.
1: Right. He's hating and, their feast days and
0: And so this is where that void in leadership is very obvious and never really recovers. So this is, uh, you know, in the second, uh, the second temple period and um, it, things are, things are not good. Things yes. are not looking good. So these are essentially,
1: so people will look at this and say, see, he doesn't really care about the feast days. No, he doesn't care about their feast days, just like he did not accept uh, Cain's offering. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's, that's the deal. The heart's wrong in, in their offering and they're just doing their check boxes to, Yeah. I've done I've done the feast day that I wanted to, that you wanted me to do.
0: Yeah. So we're coming to the end of part one here. And I think that it's fair to say, we just kind of wanted to get a, get, get started on it and set up that the Pharisees um, are different than the Sadducees. What else would you say?
1: And then uh, also they come after uh, kind of the, the falling away of the, the priesthood, the uh, kind of a, there's uh, essentially a corruption of the priesthood. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll be getting into a lot more later, but uh, this is kind of our primer, if you
0: will. Yep. And then the Pharisees are the party of the people, the commoner, the common guy, the yeah. middle class. And the Sadducees are the upper ruling class, the one percenters. Yeah. And, um, and so, and they both viewed their words um, you know, I, I don't know if if it would be fair to say their words uh, ruled over Torah, but uh, in essence, their oral Torah and their traditions were equal to Torah. Yeah, and that's kind of what built the rabbinic uh, tradition that follows.
1: Yeah, and they wa- they wanted to have that uh, um, authoritative system. Yeah, where you had to come to them for the answers and you, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So yep.
0: So if you are watching this as um, a YouTube playlist, uh, the next one it should go in order would be um, number two in the series. But if you're watching it live, you'll have to wait uh, a week or so, and uh, we'll have a new one published. So, all right, Jake, anything right. else?
1: Yeah, I think that about covers it.
0: All right, well, this is Matt I'm and Jake. Jake signing off. Signing off. <laughs> I said your name.